Hi, everybody. This is Arthi from Human Chapters. I'll tell you a little bit about Human Chapters. Humans are living narratives with the past, present, and future. These narratives constitute a number of chapters across a lifespan. The aim of these conversations is to highlight a chapter of the narrative and unpack its connections to other chapters. I don't care whether people are natural storytellers, but I truly do believe each one of us has a worthy story to share. An acknowledgement to country, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands on which we are. We pay respect to their tribal elders, past and present and emerging. We celebrate the continuing culture and we acknowledge the memory of their ancestors. And today we are going to be speaking to Urvina and Anjali. They come to us from the UK and their, their life chapter is UCAN Coaching. Welcome, Urvina and Anjali. Tell us a bit about yourselves. Hey, thanks, Arthi, and everyone out there. Um, so I'm Anjali, and uh, by background, I'm a finance professional. So I worked in the corporate sector for about 17 years, but it felt a lot longer. Um, and I have now embarked on my kind of career coaching journey with Urvina, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, I'm Urvina. I was a therapeutic radiographer by background for 27 years. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's where it's for the about the treatment of cancer. And uh, I was a practice educator as, as a clinical educator in that role for a long time as well. So I left that about two years ago to fully, fully uh, kind of focus on on this career coaching business of ours. So um our story in terms of how we got together so about 12 years ago I started a disability group in my community um one of my children has a learning difficulty so it kind of I was I was almost um I decided well actually how do I get her my focus was at that point her how do I get her to integrate in the community how do I get her to make friends in there so when she goes to an event she has people she knows. So I decided, well, okay, there's nothing in our community about disability. I might as well do that. So I, this is how it started. And then Anjali joined about a year later. Um, and uh, I have to say, though, our initial meeting wasn't <laughs> wasn't the greatest. <laughs> but we are fast friends now. And uh, yeah, so she, in 12 years on, we're still running this community uh, project. And going really, really well. We have actually now eight women in it who run it. So it's fantastic. Um, so that's how we got together. But 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 that was only the start of our partnership and friendship. In that, um, initially, when we met, Anjali had career dilemmas. So I coached her. Mm. And uh, she's also a badminton coach. So she coached me to play badminton, which I'm now completely mad about and hooked on. And um, then because of both our career backgrounds and expertise that we had in it and all the kind of career development stuff we were both doing, and we were both trained to be coaches, so we decided to join forces and use our resources and expertise and experience to form this company called UCAN Coaching, which is U-K-A-N. That's amazing. Um, Ravina, thank you for sharing that and yeah I'll have a lot more questions but Anjali tell us yeah about your why did you join UCAN or start um yeah it's quite interesting and actually it was a conversation I was having uh, a couple of months ago with someone else as well I've always been interested in sports and that's been my passion from from my childhood uh, and I became uh, very dedicated and focused in badminton and one of the things that kind of led me is uh, I wanted to pass on that passion to others so I became a badminton coach mm -hmm. and through my badminton coaching journey which was it, and it still is a bit of a hobby aside from my day job yeah. and through that journey I kind of realized that there were a lot of similarities in the career coaching that I experienced from Urvina around the mindset and how to improve your performance. And that it was very complimentary, even when I'm talking about sports performance. Mm -hmm. And 
for me, it was it felt very natural to bring the two together. So my sports coaching experience, which I could bring into the career space and Urvina's kind of career coaching experience in her uh, role as a practice educator or clinical facilitator, it, it made sense. And because we brought different things to the table, it also made for a, a very different dynamic. And so it wasn't just, you know, a scripted path and it just made more sense for us to do it. Also, we've had a lot of experience working together because we did a lot of community events. Mm. So we knew mm. how to work with each other. And so it's already tried and tested in terms of what our strengths are, what what our dynamics are. And so to turn it, turn that friendship into a business partnership just felt like that natural next step for both of us. Yeah, um, often, often. Based on where we were in our life journeys at the time as well yeah I mean often she's she considers herself the logic part of the business yeah. and I'm the heart part of the business so it works very well yeah we work very well that way yeah complimentary that's amazing yes yeah. um so tell me to you for both of you individually or together it doesn't matter what is coaching for me Wow, coaching is a lot of things. One of the main things is a different perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the other thing that I really love about it. It's about the present and the future. Yes, there's an element of looking at the past, but it's all about the now and how you move forward mm -hmm. from all the learnings you get from the past. So I really love that element of it. Um, I, I love the idea that you can have a shift in somebody just by a question or, uh, you know, or because everybody has the resources within them. And the, the thing about coaching is you tap into that yeah. because they have the answers. We as coaches don't have the answers for them, mm -hmm. but we have the questions that will enable their answers to come through for them. Yeah. I love how you put <laughs> Yeah, and I think to add to what Urvina is saying, for me, in addition to all of that, it's that it's very um, humbling as well mm. to see that shift in, in someone else and know that actually you've made a difference when they're facing a situation and they don't, and there's so much overwhelm and they can't declutter what's happening kind of for them. And you can bring in this simplicity. You can just you mm. can just clarify everything so that they have a part and to then see them flourish in what they want to do and achieve what they want. I think that is just the feeling. I, I can't even describe that feeling. It's just amazing to see and to know that coaching has brought that about. Whether it's when I'm teaching my badminton students or whether it's the women that we work with in their career dilemmas, it, it's just phenomenal, the, the shift and the change yeah. that that comes about. And I think that in itself is, is amazing. Yeah, that is, I love, yeah, I love that notion of it appears to be simple. And the thing is that anything that's simple, it appears to be so. But the depth underneath that simplicity is, yeah, it's it's an interesting depth, and that mm, yeah, and through the mud, the clear water, or whatever. I think there is a saying like that, unless I'm just making it up. <laughs> as clear as mud, yes. <laughs> um, that's beautiful. So, Anjali, for you, you were grappling with your career paths of uh, change. Why the grapple and what happened next? Uh, so at the point where Urvina started coaching me, what had happened for me was um, I'd been in kind of my same team, my same department, in the same organization already for a number of years. And even though my responsibilities were increasing, I just wasn't getting promoted. And every time I was asking for that promotion, kind of going, hey, I'm looking after X, Y, and Z now. I mean, surely that's, you know, that's promotion material. And I was being constantly told, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, you know, do X, Y, and Z. 
you've got to do more of this and less of that and and I was taking that feedback on but at at some point I, I kind of started just pulling back and I got really demotivated because it had been seven years in this way doing the same thing and not getting promoted mm-hmm. and it was more a conversation with Urvina where she kind of gave me, you know, it was like she was trying to be a friend, but she ended up being a coach. And she gave me these these insights that gave me a lot of food for thought in terms of what am I doing? Why am I waiting for this promotion? What's my part in in all of this? What have I done so far? And the realization that actually I was accepting everything that was coming my way without doing anything about it because I was so comfortable I was in my comfort zone Mm. and I needed to push myself out of my comfort zone take responsibility for my career and it was through that process working with Urvina to define okay what do I want it to look like where do I want to be why am I just waiting Um, and I started to change uh, how I was looking at things and it actually inspired me to then get training as a coach as well after that, because I could see the benefit of just looking at things in a different way. Um, anyways, it, it changed my perspective on things. And just however we look at it, magic started happening in my universe. Things started kind of happening for me that hadn't happened in seven years. And you know, I got that promotion, I got my confidence, I, my whole appearance at work changed. And, you know, I was living a much different life at that point. So, Anjali, what were some of those? I know that there are many shifts that had mm. were they defining moments when those shifts started to happen. And tell us about what that feeling was like. And what happened next? you Mm. Uh, I think the biggest defining moment is when we we went for a walk in the woods and we were just chatting away and I was just explaining my how I was feeling about my career like I felt like it wasn't going anywhere I felt like I didn't want to do anything different and funnily enough it was just one question that Urvina said to me that gave me that insight and she went where is your passion because what had happened is you know all the energy the life had drained out of me and so the career was impacting my badminton Mm -hmm. and as we mentioned earlier I was I'm really passionate about my badminton but because my energy was drained from a full day of work that I was just not enjoying I was feeling miserable I also felt like I didn't want to play badminton. I didn't want to coach badminton. So I was taking that energy into other areas of my life, the the social impact of it, et cetera. And I hadn't even realized it. Mm-hmm. And it's only when Urvina said to me, said, you're a shell of yourself. Where are you? Where is that passionate girl that I met, you know, whatever, five, seven years ago when I first joined the community group? Mm-hmm. And it made me stop to think about that, to go, actually, do I really want to be living like this for the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years? I still got so much life ahead of me. And that was the defining moment for me is I've got to get back that passion, that identity, you know, so that it doesn't impact everything else around me. It had crept up. I hadn't even realized it until she pointed it out to me. Yeah. And so... One more question. Well, I lie, it's not one more. Um, <laughs> what does passion look like for you personally? Um, for me, it's something that's going to get me out of bed early um, without the alarm clock going off. It's something that I'm actually looking forward to. And it's what I actually don't mind spending my energy on. You know, there are things in the day that you just don't like doing like maybe washing up or you know cooking like for me that's cooking like I I, I could I'd rather do something else than cook um but don't tell Ashni this um but <laughs> but 
you know, when I'm out there, when I'm playing badminton, it's a, it's a completely different me. Um, the energy I have, the the I don't want to say aggression, but you know, I'm flying around out there, and that energy that I have, I could be doing that the whole day and not feel tired. Mm-hmm. And and for me, that is that is defining that passion. That I'm, I, I'm not tired of doing it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Rubina, yourself, you coached Anjali. Where where did that start for you? Where did that start for me? As yeah. in coaching her? Yeah, yeah. Where did the whole sort of coaching element or in its essence, what, yeah, what got you started on it? Got me started on coaching? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a bit of a story. Okay. So, um, so I mentioned, I don't, did I mention that? Mm. But my daughter has learning difficulties. I have three children. And, um, Gosh, she was about around three years old and I had gone to the school to pick up my son, who's uh, three or four years, four years older than her. She wasn't at the school at the time because she was only doing half days, but gone to pick him up. And I I went to the school. It was a beautiful day. I remember this so starkly, bright skies, blue skies, sunny you know, it's one of those days where you're wearing colorful clothes, you've got the shades on, you know, you you walk into the playground and all you hear is this chitter chatter of the parents and those kids running around and screaming and having fun. So I walk in and I get called into the principal's office and the principal, her office is, was a small room, right? There's a sofa, a cupboard on the side. She sat opposite me and she's very calmly without any emotion kind of after a bit of small talk says to me we can't accommodate your daughter anymore complete surprise to me because I didn't expect that that day um we had put Mira my daughter into this school one because we wanted the three children to be in the same school I have two boys and a girl and it's a mixed school and two they were aware of her difficulties even though she was only three that's another story but anyway so there was a complete utter shock and surprise and the worst of it was that she said that and she left she had another meeting to go to and I'm sitting there in total shock didn't know how to respond uh all I all that was happening to me was the tears were just rolling I I, I couldn't even describe it I would walk out into the playground to pick up my son my, the tears I could not stop and to the point I'm sobbing <laughs> And he's looking at me like, oh, my, he doesn't know what to do. We get home somehow. And that was the point where I made a decision that I had to find a way to be able to, one, communicate in a way that I get the responses I want and be able to respond. And two, realization that I would have to fight for her throughout her life. So I had to arm myself. So I started searching for things I could do. And I came across neuro-linguistic programming, um, a, a, a coaching tool. I um, I loved it. I went I went to find out about it. Three years later, I've become a master practitioner in uh, neuro-linguistic programming. And, you know, my thought was initially, I needed to do this to be able to see what my daughter was seeing. How do I understand her? Um, how do I how do I form an element of that communication piece where if I'm with authority, people in authority, how do I get what I want for her? How do I fight for her? And that was my initial uh, reason for it. I mean, obviously, after becoming a practitioner, my life completely changed. My parenting style completely changed. Uh, my work style completely changed. And I got more and more into career development, coaching, mentoring, all of that elements of it through that and so everything completely changed that's how I got into into coaching initially was because of my daughter and a lot of what I do stems from being driven by for her by her and um and then when Anjali when I first well actually this was our second meeting and she met my daughter and it was somebody who didn't bat an eyelid about speaking to somebody who had special needs and that was for me quite a novelty because people sometimes have this fear and she didn't 
Um, and I was completely taken by that. And I thought, oh, wow, I, I really like this person that they just did that. They didn't have, they didn't know her. She didn't know her. And we got chatting and then um, I was telling her about my coaching and all of that. And she was started to talk to me about her career issues. And I said, well, actually, why don't I coach you? You know, it gives me the experience as well. And, you know, I was a, a, a bit of a novice coach then. Mm. And um, she needed the help as well. And that's how we got started. There you go. That is such a special story, but I can't even imagine how difficult that moment would have been. Um, yeah. You to oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you do with that information? Um, yeah. So you said with NLP, you did it to um, see what your daughter was seeing right give you a glimpse of it I'm just curious tell me a little bit of, tell me more about that did you sort of did you meet that goal and what was it like partly <laughs> it's complex you know when somebody has difficulties their brains are wired so differently and what it made me it may not have given me an, a full picture of what she sees partly it did yeah. but not fully but what it did do is make me more understanding it made me step back it made me question more and deal with things with her differently like with my eldest son things were right go to get you doing ballet and piano and you're going to push you to study and all the rest of it right and she comes along and she has motor difficulties. She has cognitive issues. She can't do those things that a normal, uh, typical child can do. So my perspective in that respect completely changed and realization that actually she has different things to offer. And what do I need to see about that? What do I need to feel and hear about that? What is she doing that is different that I need to understand. So that perspective piece for me, that is why I love that element of coaching so much because it completely changed my perspective. And because of that, her, you know, her, I I would say her life and the rest of the kid's life is was completely different to what my original perspective of being a parent was because that's all you know as a parent. You learn, you do what your parents have always done. That's all you know. Mm -hmm. But it completely, honestly, I would say 100, 360 degrees changed. Yeah. You know, it just completely. Um, and I absolutely am so grateful for that happening, for her, for her, the teachings I've had from her. Because I'm a better parent, I'm a better human being. And it's a beautiful segue into my next question is, what are some of those offerings from your daughter um, that you've identified and you did mention about listening more and understanding more but how did you identify those particular offerings? I think one of the biggest things is not being judgmental and not looking at somebody and just not making assumptions um, making being I must admit I've started being more curious about individuals you know to the point I would just question I would ask them about stuff that it makes them feel special um, and I think that was my biggest takeaway is that that lack of judgment I didn't I, you know you just you just you look at her and you think well somebody else is judging you I'm not going to do that to somebody else because we do it naturally we do it you look at somebody how they're dressed you judge them mm -hmm. right and there's a, always a different picture behind that mm -hmm. that is so beautifully put we do and it's it's being human the minute yes. you something it's not just people you see anything and your first thought is that of judging whatever that might be but then that's actually, right um, knowing that you're oh. doing it, that's, that's a whole different um, element as well. And it lent itself very well then to what I was doing with career coaching as well. Because, I mean, I was, I was helping so many other people in my radiotherapy world as well that completely changed things for me to help them. And you could see 
that by doing that, you help them so much more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier, you ask the questions, but the answers are coming from the people themselves. And yes. yeah, and yes. you want the idea would be to have honest answers, right? What again, whatever oh that might be negative, positive, neutral, but without that yeah. judgment. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, thank you so much for that. And yeah, thank you very much for sharing about your daughter's story. Uh I think we have so much to learn from everyone. You're diverse, just people, humans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so tell us tell us a bit more about career coaching. It the your tenets, I suppose, um, of you can coaching, your vision. Um, and I know I've seen a few of your videos and your explanations, and it's for women. Is it exclusively for women or um yeah, it it can apply to everyone. Yeah. The reason uh, it's more towards women is because that's our experience. Um, so we understand uh, how the the dynamics for women in in kind of for their careers, the challenges, we can understand that a bit more. But we also feel that we can challenge women on the same things a lot more because we've been through it ourselves. Um, with your career, it, the challenges, some of the challenges are the same, whether you're a, a male or a female. Um, but there are certain, how should I put it, Mules. blocks, certain blocks or so, certain things that I think women are more prone or gen, this is generalizing. Women are more prone to uh, kind of stop themselves or face than kind of the men. And so we we are directing kind of our message to align more women to careers that they actually want and enjoy um, because that's where their confidence uh, will be. Yeah. yeah, and I think because we come from the different career backgrounds, we have more we can offer um, with the different sectors as well. So what, say I came to you and I wanted you to seek your service, what what would you do with me? We would ask you a lot of questions, Arti. Why have you come to us, first of all? <laughs> um, I think, let, I'll, I'll rephrase that a little bit, is a lot of people either feel unhappy in their careers, but they genuinely just don't know why they're unhappy or what's making them unhappy. And they also then don't know what they want in their careers. I mean, a lot of the times when we ask the questions, the first thing we get is, I don't know, isn't that your job to find out um, or tell us? And, you know, our response is, it's not our job to tell you, but yes, we will keep probing until you figure out what you want from that career or from that job. Why are you unhappy? Because you've got the answers. The thing is our brain works really funny and it's a protection thing that our brain is wired to do. So we kind of stamp on those unhappy feelings and we we kind of go, oh, we don't know. Let's just let's just brush it under the carpet. It's okay. We're getting the money. You know, it's I've got a job at least. And we keep telling ourselves these things. And in the meantime, you know, like like me, you're becoming a shell of of yourself. You're losing that perspective on what life is all about life is not all about work you've got to enjoy you spend 80 percent of your awake hours working so why not enjoy it yeah um and that I think I like I'm trying to get to that someone knows whether they're happy or unhappy or whatever right the spectrum of emotions they might know they might oh not clearly know what they're feeling but trying to get clarity out of why is it because say we talk about work but work can be very complex in its elements and the different types of things that are actually you know your previous experience your um your education your this that and the other right lots of different contributing factors to it 
how how do women say apart from coaching just thinking about these elements um what what would you say there like what would you advise people or recommend people to think about when they do have when they're questioning their career and their work and you know I I feel like do a lot of people actually go through that when you've been in a space for a long time whether you enjoy it or not the question of what am like there would be points right in terms there's a there's a good really good tool that we use that can break down because again, as you're describing, there's so many elements. So there's an, an, an element of overwhelm here. Mm-hmm. So you break it down completely where you can select, for example, if you're just talking about work and often life can impact it as well or vice versa. But if you just talk about work, it could be, okay, let's look at, you know, where where are you at with your colleagues, your tasks, um, you know, your, uh, your manager, mm-hmm. your progression, you know you completely break each one down and then you look at you can look at to see you know where are you at so for example if if with the manager I don't know they're they're fairly okay they could be on a I don't know eight out of ten they're okay with their manager so that's fine part that to one side so you already start realizing that some of these are okay I can live with this but then there are some that are really low on the scale that okay so that's what we really need to work on so when you break it down, it kind of reduces that overwhelm. You can see more clearly which elements of it that are you really need to work on or focus on so that that becomes a bit better. And then the rest kind of just falls into place because the one that's the worst is the one that you want to work on. Yeah. Please start with and then you could look at others as time goes on. And I'll just I'll just add your mood uh, kind of affects that feeling quite quite a bit. So, you know, we all have those days where we just go, I hate my work, right? Because it's just been a bad day or things haven't gone right. So first kind of figure out, is it just a one-off that you feel that way? Or has it, you know, been consistently, have you been coming home complaining about it every single day religiously, in which case there is a problem? But if it's just a one-off and, you know, you've just had one of those terrible days and then the next day you're back and you love what you're doing because Mm -hmm. the solutions are there, then don't overthink it. Like, just distinguish. Is it a growing problem and therefore it is a real problem? Or is it just because your mood is off that you feel that way? I think that's, sometimes that's quite easy to differentiate whether whether you do need to do something about it or whether it's it's just something that you can kind of wait to pass. And, and that sense of unhappiness doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It it kind of kind of it comes in, you know, that until it gets to a point. Yeah. There's a, there is a point where people realize, oh, I just can't do this anymore. That's it. But then don't know what to do about it. Yeah. But it's that point then. That's when you really need to seek, okay, okay, I can't, I don't know what to do. I need somebody to help me with this. And um, you also mentioned that women are possibly conditioned for particular blocks. What are what are some of these blocks that you're talking about? Um, we see a lot of women, especially women who have families, mm-hmm. that will they have spent a lot of time nurturing their families quite rightly. So they've neglected their careers, right? They haven't paid as much attention. So there comes a point where the kids may have grown up enough that they can, they're self-sufficient, whatever. So they start then realizing at that point, ah, okay, I'm just here in my career. Everyone is passing me by. Technology is increasing. I'm only doing this. Uh, and no, what do I, and this is these are not necessarily women these are also women who are ambitious who have always been ambitious but they've just parked it to one side so they start getting these realizations um that ah okay but at that point often they're feeling lack of confidence mm-hmm. or you know feel that they don't have the right skills mm-hmm. um feel that they don't have the ability to learn new skills like technology for example and so self-esteem has dropped you know um 
they're just starting to feel they're not good enough. Yeah. And and this is the point where you start you start thinking, okay, that's when the, you know you have to reassess where you are. We look at a lot of it. We look at their skills at a much deeper level, you know, and their capabilities and abilities and the personality even, mm. which you can then look at to see. Well, actually, it's it's almost a reminder. Uh, sometimes people need that as well. That they have a lot of skills. Moms in particular have a lot of skills to offer, but they don't always can't always see how that is also applicable in the workplace. Yeah. And and it's so interesting you talk about the transfer of skills. And we all do it as humans. We um are not very good with asking ourselves about strengths and areas of improvement and things of that nature, then connecting it. Um, laterally to different parts of life, be it work, be it um, relationships, be whatever, whatever that part is. Um, that is so yeah. interesting. I reckon if we jump in on the second link, I do have a question about careers and in the world of <laughs> excessive information and trying to keep up, where is the balance? Okay. Wonderful. Um, when you say second link, yes. I think we've only got one link. One. I'll send you the second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you soon. See you soon. So I guess one of the questions that I really wanted to ask was: in a world where paying attention to careers is extremely important, but there is excess information literally by the second how do we find the balance between always being driven and then the burnout um mm. sort of phase as well i i'll take that one um i think the the best way to deal with it as as with anything where in this world of information overload is first of all have a plan for yourself um you don't have to have a detailed plan but have a plan of kind of what you want from that career because um if you if you don't have that end goal or that plan of you know not i'm not talking about just titles if your ambition is to be the ceo fine but for most of us that's not our ambition our ambition is to maybe get somewhere in particular with your career but have that that end result that you're looking for uh quite clear in your mind because then when stuff is being thrown your way you can sift through it to go does this help me get there no not not important then um burnout is a real thing mm. and when you don't have that clarity in in what you what you want your career to look like you take on everything and anything you don't you 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 stop yourself from saying no and and that as a result tried and tested experienced it you do get burnout um so in order to be able to say no this doesn't help me this is not going to get me to where i want to be therefore i don't need to do it it starts helping you prioritize so have that plan um you need to design your your career literally design your career it's like i suppose you can relate it to when you when you when i was renovating or we were mm. re, re renovating our house yeah. it's like i knew in my head what it, what i wanted it to look like so when i went out looking for i don't know tiles for example mm. i knew this is the kind of style i want so you focus on that yeah yeah. But if I didn't know, you know, you'd, you'd spend hours looking for <laughs> tiles and it would it would drive you crazy. And you'd get confused. Yeah, that's right. It's similar to that. Okay, so then say I'm a type of person. Um, I don't know what the big vision looks like, right, for different things. But there are small steps I take. And I know that those steps either feel right or sometimes I do question um what about in that instance I don't know what something should look like or the big picture or the clarity but then there are little steps oh yeah this feels right and then in hindsight sure 
it forms a big picture but if if it's not something i can see straight on then what it, you know what it's interesting because we do get women who don't know what yeah. they want in the career what that needs to look like actually yeah. they so what we do actually is break down what is important to them yeah. in a career so it could be that i want to i want to be facing people mm -hmm. i want to be able to uh be able to i don't know um help somebody improve their life i want to help them improve their health i don't know you know that those are the kind of things you want mm -hmm. that will make me feel good that's all I know. So that that's absolutely fine. Because even if you know what you is important to you, you will start looking at things that or attract things yeah. that will help you to get to that point of finding something that's important to you. And then at some point in that journey, you'll get a light bulb moment to say, this is what I want to do. So it doesn't matter necessarily, you don't know what you want to do. But what is in, what is important is you know what is important to you. Because only if you have that value for yourself will things happen. Which is which is kind of what you were talking about, Arti. Even in the small steps, you yeah. know what feels, feels right yes. and yeah. what doesn't feel right. And yeah. that is because what's important to you is Correct. what feels right. Correct. And that's why you end up in that... You're living, you're living true to yourself. You're not doing it because others are doing it or you're not doing it because you've, you know, you're you've been told yes. that's, that you have to do this this way. Because it, if it's not true to you, yes. then no matter how hard you try, it's not going to work. That's right. Because for, for, some, for some people as well, they, 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 they go for a career which they think right. they want to do. For example, I know I want to be a pharmacist. You yeah. become the pharmacist, right? But you then just really don't like doing that. You don't like the the sheer pressure of it and the polit, you know, the bureaucracy, all these other things that go with it, right? Because it's not something you really want to do, but you did it anyway. Yeah. Right. And it's 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 like that. So it doesn't matter necessarily. You have to know. Yeah. And so then, an extension to that part of the question is: say there are lots of. Um, females or say okay not not females in general but say you don't really know yourself that well right mm. life has happened you've gone whatever the social trajectory say there's a social trajectory or whatever path of life and you've done step one step two step three but you haven't really taken the time out or did not have an opportunity to do that to know yourself to know your passions to know this is what really deeply fills my cup. Again, I'm not saying you have to know it. What about for those individuals? It, yeah, it's quite interesting, but that is pretty much the first step when anyone comes to us and joins our program. That is pretty much the first step. As I said, or as we said, a lot of people who come to us don't know what they want. So they don't know what they're, capabilities are they don't know what's important to them you know they've somehow got through up to this point but it's not working for them now and you know whatever is getting you to to that point sometimes you need something more to get you to that next point in your life you know you're not feeling right but you don't know why yeah um and pretty much in our first module we we cover that because we the whole module is designed to give you that clarity whether it's where you want to be, whether it's uh, what your what your passion is, what it what is it that really interests you, and and sometimes it's not a linear thing, right? Like yeah. We're humans. Yeah. There is no no linear way of doing this. Sometimes you'll go through that first stage and go, I still don't know what I want to do. Like this hasn't worked. But then you go to the second stage and then you go, actually, now I'm beginning to feel like it. Let's go back to the first stage. Mm. Now let me see if that makes more sense. And so it's a very iterative process. And as as you know, as much as we would like to make it linear and straightforward, mm. as humans, and Rina understands this even more than I do, is there's tangents that we will, will go through. And the beauty of coaching is it enables those tangents it allows you to explore there isn't one way of doing things and the beauty of that is you're now unique and you're creating your own path yeah so 
you know, in all those senses, I mean, that's that's pretty much where where we come in is we help create that clarity so that you kind of go, yes, I can I can do this now. This is where I need to be. This is what I'm really good at and what I enjoy. But yeah. sometimes when you're in your own life, when you're in your own mind, you don't see it. Everything makes you miserable. It's only when you step back and you look at it through maybe our lens, mm-hmm. um, you will see that actually this is this is where I excel. Actually, All of us have that. And actually what you describe is quite common. Mm. You know, many people go through their life, their career, because it's so it's so complex there's so much going on right mm. so you go through your careers you it, it it's it's just what you do right and you you may even go up the ladder I mean it happened to me I was quite I was, you know quite naturally just progressing um but and I think I tell you what one thing that that has happened recently the pandemic mm. has really really created this phenomenon for people to, to realize actually yes I've been coasting Mm. Yes, I've done okay. I'm making money, but what is, it, is that about? Yeah. You know, and they started to re- reevaluate it all, and I think it created something called the where well, we've seen this, and you you may have read about it, the Great Resignation, where hordes of people decided to leave their jobs, either to go and find something better that gave them what they wanted out of their career, whether it be flexibility or or uh, mm-hmm. or more um, more joy or more making a difference or whatever, or whether they completely changed their careers or just stopped for a while altogether to reevaluate, you know. You found that a lot, and actually it's still continuing. And so, you know, there are, whether it's the pandemic or something in your life that can sometimes trigger that moment to, for you to think yeah. yeah I've been I've done okay but it's not doing anything for me I don't feel energized I don't feel that I'm making a difference I don't feel really the joy in it I'm doing it so it's bringing me the money and and a lot of it may even stem from like our backgrounds our cultures like from the Asian space you know it's the it's the thing right um you go to school you graduate you have to get a job straight away and then you know you have to stay in that job you have to stay in that career because you've studied you spent money on getting yourself educated so what do you mean you don't know what you want to do anymore <laughs> i mean I mean, what we've spent so much money on it. So there's, you know, there's all of these complexities to that. That that's one of the things that we see is is this guilt of yes. I don't know what I want to do. I can't even tell someone, oh my god, what am I doing? What is my career looking like? Because there's there's just so much of this around us that you've got to be successful, but that success looks very different to everyone else. Um, so and that's why we we say it is not that linear journey. It is not. It is it is as clear as mud. That's what we started with, mm-hmm. and that is what it is. It is as clear as mud because it's very different for everyone. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought up that point about constraints, right? Constraints being um, the your your community, your background, your experiences, things. The, the pressures that have been placed on you and, you know, um, the families financially supporting this education, which in itself is huge. Like, you know, even if it's very much that is whether it's taken as their duty, but it's something that is never forgotten, right? Yeah. There is X amount of dollars, money, whatever, currency spent on a degree or whatever piece of education piece of paper and then what and so sort of you know heading into secure um seemingly secure positions and roles and things of that nature but then there is a liberation in actually going if I want to change tomorrow I shouldn't feel bad about it but it's not as easy as as that just because everything then comes into play um yes. and do you even know yourself right because then there's that sort of self-doubt and the whole yeah. questioning yeah well the, the thing is there's even more pressure to make it work then yes because if yes. you fail 
yeah, then I told, you, uh, so. I told yeah. you so comes back so quickly, right? Um, and that's why it's very important. And especially, I think, for, for women, because we start losing our identities at some point mm-hmm. along our journey, whichever way, you know, whichever way your life is going. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's even more important first to know yourself and understand yourself before you even start battling, you know, the world uh, as it as it may be. Um, because you need to be strong sometimes Mm -hmm. and and sometimes um, that support comes from the unlikeliest of sources like like us (laughs) (laughs) and it's so I'd love to share a little um, story with you just something uh, this would have been a few years ago right Um, growing up it was very much you do you experience things with other people it's always with other people if you're going for a movie or you're going for a coffee or you're going for a me- it's always with someone else um and how dare you see yourself alone in that situation right experiencing it and I can remember this day where I was like I'm going to go for a cup of coffee and that cup of coffee transformed there was a bit of a transformation in that solitude in that actually no one's here to look at me no one cares whether I'm here by myself or I'm here um, meeting up with someone and that cup of coffee was so special because then it just sort of you know led me to think well I'm going to start doing things by myself I'm actually going to go I suppose it was the start of a self-discovery journey with that coffee going no, I absolutely enjoyed this cup of coffee and I spent my $5 that I'd earned to purchase that cup of coffee. I did not rely on anyone and I took myself there. I brought myself back home. It was just like, it seemed so trivial, but it was so huge and so magical in that that was the start of a self, yeah, just discovering who I it's am. It's it's so important that we have that mm. space to have that self-care and even just you know going by yourself to having a cup of coffee is part of that yeah it's it is so important um especially when there as you talked about earlier there's so much out there so much overwhelm you're bombarded daily mm. with everything around you sounds and sights and you know or constant on the on the on our ta- tablets or whatever the case might be so yeah it's so important to do that and it's it's important to have that solitude because because what you can then do is block out all of that noise so that you can reflect um and that's when you'll get your best answers mm. for yourself yeah or oh, actually we are constantly trying to block out that noise mm, actually true. bring it in and start listening to it and going what is it now I have the time right like COVID it was all of that noise coming in and going I'm here at the doorstep what are you going to do with me now you have nowhere to go you don't ha- you <laughs> you cannot block me out anymore so yeah, deal now, with it <laughs> yeah yeah um and my okay so for the next question, say all the stars have aligned, right? Everything's as it's meant to be. You are, but again, it's momentary, right? What is that feeling like? What oh, is, wow. yeah. That feeling of where everything is aligned. Wow, yeah. it's joy. It's just pure joy. For me, I instantly, when I, the picture that comes to my mind is of warmth, of mm-hmm. of fun, of uh, sm- smiling, mm-hmm. um, of peace. Yeah. Um, for me, I for, for everyone it'll be different, but yeah. that's that sense of that pure joy, just contentment, yeah. if you like. Yeah, and so Ravina, for you, then when everything aligned. When did that actually happen? I think there were a few moments, a few yeah. times. I mean, there's always times when things align and then it goes haywire again. Yeah. Life life has a way of throwing curveballs, right? Yeah. So, so there, the moment when it aligned 
first time I have to say, you know, up to the point of that moment I described earlier of the school, yeah. I was coasting. I was just doing things as I've always done and always knew. Mm-hmm. And and then when I made the decision and became the moment when it aligned was when I think there was a moment when see my daughter I couldn't she couldn't I couldn't leave the house almost nine years of separation anxiety she used to go through and she was nine years old and I still struggled to leave the house without her screaming and um, I used one of my techniques I have in my toolkit with my NLP training and I decided let me try it on her she was still young I thought you know with and with her brain it's not that of a nine-year-old so I said well I don't know let's give it a try and it worked and I was you know slowly but surely was able to go and leave the house go shopping and go to my friends and have dinners and mm-hmm. and that moment when I just didn't have to do anything that was the moment one of the moments anyway which was a really special moment because I felt happy and I felt happy she was happy and she felt safe. Mm. That's secure. Yeah. What about yourself, Anjali? Oh, um, I think for me, it's, it's as Urvina said, there are points where you feel every, you know, everything's on the up and then obviously it's got to come back down and because, because that's just, that's just how it is. Right. Um, it just doesn't come back down like that deep. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like like shallower um, uh, drops. And I think for me, the there were a couple of moments. So one of one of those moments for me was that realization or that insight that Urvina gave me to say, you know, bring in that passion. Where is that goal? You've described this teenager from school who was full of life and knew where she was going, but I don't see her like where is she and so for me that was that was one of those moments where things started aligning for me as I say you know things started working things started happening but it was because I was I was making them happen I was I was looking for them I was changing it Mm. um and the other point I think for me was during the pandemic as well I'm I am one of those uh statistics for the great resignation (laughs) um and you know, for me, that was the right time. Things again started happening that just made this a logical step to go full time into into career coaching and start helping others so that they don't make the mistakes that we've done. They can get there a little bit faster um, and with less pain. So, you know, that for me, those are there have been other moments, but, you know, those are the, like the big ones um, recently where it's it's kind of aligned and and uh you kind of feel like jumping like you're jumping at your highest point because there's no weight on your shoulders there's nothing holding you down so you you know you you have a spring in your step when you're walking you're walking tall your shoulders are are, are good your chin is high and because you're not weighed down by everything and wow. I think for me that is that is that defining moment when you know that you're walking tall and you're going oh my god I feel very light you mm-hmm. know things have worked out Wow, that is so wonderful and so nice to see when stars align. But also then knowing it's okay regardless, but trying to get to that space, um, that's beautiful. And so for the wrapping up now, is there anything that I haven't asked you about you can, well, there might be a lot of stuff <laughs> wanted to mention or something that yeah we haven't delved into for your business where do people find you how do you yeah Yeah, yeah. um so we are on most social media channels being facebook uh linkedin and instagram so our handle is u-k-a-n-c-o-a-c-h-i-n-g and we we put out quite a lot of content on there to help people through their their careers um and if anyone wants to get in touch then they can certainly uh contact us uh we offer complimentary chat with us for 30 minutes um so we can understand what the needs are and whether whether we're a right fit or not because we may not be the right fit for everyone Mm -hmm. um 
so there is that option i will put it in the chat for you because it's it's a bit long um so i, I don't know how you you can you can then put it in in your yeah i'll i'll put it but yeah i'll um probably even contact you for it just so that i have those details yeah exactly yeah so i'll i'll we'll put that in um i think the one thing that i i kind of wanted to mention is is the name you can yes um and <laughs> it's 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 something that we find quite uh interesting now um so the u is Ravina's initials the a n is my initials um and the k kind of the uk is cuz that's where we're based the uk and it kind of came together to form that word you can uh, and and we are all about that. So the message that we want to pass on to everyone is you can, you mm -hmm. can do it. Believe that you can and you will be able to do it. Um, and a lot of it has actually stemmed from kind of Urvina's experiences with her daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking for Urvina right now, but I think I'll explain it more than she does mm -hmm. or I'll explain it better. Um, as 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 her daughter has grown up, her daughter, you know, when when you're a typical child, there's enough pressures. Then when you're a neurodiverse child, there's even more pressure because you want them to be independent, but there's enough challenges in the way. Yeah. And I think the most gratifying thing, because I've now seen her daughter also grow up and she's nine, 20, she's yeah. 20 years old now. And, you know, just seeing her grow up with that, positivity that thing of I can do anything um mm -hmm. and her fearlessness there's something to be learned there the fears that we ourselves hold ourselves back to she's got none of those fears because she doesn't understand what that fear is and she is phenomenal just watching her and so this name is just you know kind of a legacy in that respect towards her as well because if she can do it mm -hmm. all of us can do it Absolutely. And isn't it like we we usually say that being in a child's world, there is that fearlessness. You're doing it. You're not projecting into the future. And then you grow up and then you start. <laughs> you, yeah. you forget. You forget. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that is so beautifully put um, because I was wondering about that. You can and. I did have the initials and yeah, um, but what a beautiful name and motto for your business. Yeah, and before, we like it. We like it. <laughs> before we wrap up, do you have three to five key takeaways for anybody in the world listening to this conversation? Do you know if you are struggling with um, what do you do in your career if you're stuck? Uh, and you cannot move on there is a fear for sure right we we all come with that and the one thing we would say is that, and we've both done it is just do it because and there's so much women can offer so much to this world right and the moment you think you can honestly that world opens up the possibilities open up the freedoms open up and there's this oh I don't even know how to describe it. it's almost magical mm -hmm. because it's like a Pandora's box and that you suddenly realize that wow I've put myself in this tunnel for so long yet there's this whole new world out there that I can tap into with the resources that are out the technology that's out there what you can do at home or away from home um, I think women are so well placed to be able to contribute so much more than they, they, they do and are capable of. Absolutely. And I, I'll, I'll add to that by saying um, we, we all have a lot to give, but, um, and, and to, to kind of what Urvina was saying, um, if you are really, really struggling, then you know, kind of find that right support for you. Don't yeah, You don't sure. have to do it by yourself. You don't have to go alone. Sometimes as women, we feel that we can't ask for help yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or that, you know, we've got to have all the answers. 
but just know that there are people out there who can help you so so you know please don't do it by yourself you will you get you'll, you'll get there quicker with the right support so don't stop yourselves beautiful thank you girls so so very much for this beautiful conversation and just so many points to think about um, that I've deeply connected with and I will probably yeah be talking to you after anyway but yeah no thank you for taking the time energy and effort into having this conversation and for everybody out there that's going to engage with it um this conversation will be uploaded on human chapters youtube channel on different podcast platforms and on the facebook page so please share it with anyone that's likely to connect with it and I dare say that very many of us um, regardless of gender will connect with this conversation thank you thank you to you too Arti thank you Arti for this brilliant conversation not a problem at all my absolute pleasure